Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. This is Wrestling with Entertainment, bringing you the latest breaking exclusive news, previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and everything in between every Saturday at 5 o'clock on CastBox and YouTube. I'm your host, James J. With me today, back from his Valentine's excursion, Coleco Yachts. What's up, people? I would have came last week, but my wife was like, bro, if you come on this day. So, you know, happy wife, happy life. Keep that in mind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the lesson of, lesson of the decade, happy wife, happy life. But as long as she makes you happy, it's worth it. So there you go. <laughs> There's my spiel. We'll be joined later by Scooter Dust, possibly Mitch Mayhem. We'll see. But until then, it's a great day for wrestling. Maybe not... Been a great kickoff. Maybe not a great day for Matt Hardy, as he's in a rivalry with Randy Orton, but... It's kind of stop and start at this point. Uh, I mean, to me, Matt Hardy is just the the the. It gives a reason for Edge to come and fight Randy, other than the fact that he attacked him. Like it's like, bro, that's like my best friend. Even though Matt Hardy and Edge had their little issues about twelve, damn near twelve, fifteen years ago. So yeah, it it it. it I get why they're doing. They're both it married, sense. they both have kids, they've moved on since then. They moved on, so they're cool with it. So it's just something where it's like, okay, I'm going to use this to get to you. And it's just setting Edge up for the, the match that we all expect at, at WrestleMania. So can't get mad at that. Another thing in the news this week... Um, AEW uh, unveiled a new action figure line. What does this mean for AEW? Uh, it, it tells me Business 101 is coming into play because most people always think of competition as just TV. Uh, but to me, I always try to tell these wrestling fans, it's not about what's happening in the ring as a product. To me, I always look at the moves that they try to make as a as a company, as an organization. I, I guess that's just me because I'm a business major at state, so it, it kind of like pops out when I see shit like that. So it's going to be interesting how they're going to sell the action figures, but their demographic is more adult oriented. So it's it's kind of it's kind of a odd. Not saying it's odd that they that it's an action figure. It's just odd that they would try to push a market for that. Because I'm like, okay, if you see their audience, their core audience is mostly male men, uh, roughly between 18 to 49 or 18 to 35, give or take. So to me, they'll probably buy it to get it signed, but it's not like how WWE is pimping them shits out like Kmart. You know what I mean? To the so it'd be, it'd be it, interesting it, where they actually land in the department stores if they actually get into that the would 
that's another thing I was thinking of. I was thinking of distribution. Uh, where are these toys going to, what store are these toys going to get distributed at? Are they going to be out? Because t- technically, uh, if Kmart still exists, if I remember right, remember that WWE used to have an exclusive deal with Kmart. Uh, I know they're at Target. They're at, like, most toy stores. So it's going to be interesting to see where they pop up. Right. Um, just on, uh, on that note, what did you actually think of did you actually see the action figures? Oh yeah, I, to me they're they look really good. They look hella good. Yeah, they like do. I. They don't look too bad. I mean, they look like they could wrestle with the WWE action figures, no problem, right? Oh yeah, easy. Uh, that's not the issue. Is not the fact of the figurine itself. It's the the issue with me is like. The demographic is not there to buy it unless you got a bunch of grown people trying to buy action figures. Are you uh, <laughs> are you an action figure, a wrestling action figure guy? It, when I was younger, fuck yes. But <laughs> as I got as I got older, uh, I'd probably get uh, knowing me, I would buy it more for so for my son to play with than for me to go get an autograph because to me. Uh, I kind of expanded my wrestling collection into championship titles, and you know how those, those things go. So the last thing I'm trying to do is, like, have a bunch of figs. My wife is already pissed I got a bunch of chairs in my house. last thing <laughs> I need is fucking figurines. You know what I mean? So, so uh, for me, me personally, it's, it's a non-starter, unless my son wants to play with it. Was you the original so. uh, action figure, so... What the uh, brand was this? Before uh, Jack Specific. Oh, oh it was, yeah, it was the original joints. And, and it wasn't just like WWE. I had like WCW. I had the Sting joint with the Rick. You remember the still figures that were like hard ass plastic and they were just oh, yeah. stuck in one position? I had them hoes. I have a couple of toys actually. I still do. Okay. But yeah, I, I yeah, those were the hoes I was playing. I used to fuck with them bitches tough. So that was always my thing when it came to the figures. But it was rumored that um, WWE might be heading back to the UK for a major paid preview, whether it be WrestleMania or SummerSlam. What are- uh, I, I think it would be SummerSlam personally because WrestleMania they get the the one thing that they try to do with WrestleMania is lower the cost as much as possible and and I don't see it would be more cost incurring to have a WrestleMania overseas when they could go to San Francisco and. Because remember when we went to Santa Clara, Santa Clara let them run the building pro bono. You see what I'm saying? So, it, it, yeah, they, yeah, they let them run. Yeah, they didn't. They did not charge them to use the build the use Santa Clara Stadium. So that's why I, I don't see WrestleMania being in uh in overseas. I see a like a big four other one of the other big three pay per views. Uh, just because of the simple fact that, like, 
it's easier to, 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 to build the stage over there, unlike WrestleMania. The logistics would be fucking a nightmare, in my opinion. Damn. And plus, like, they get all these cities to... They, plus, they get all these cities to bid for it, so it's like fucking... I wouldn't say. Right. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, WrestleMania... Um, SummerSlam 92 was in Wembley Arena. So, uh, they said that that would be, uh, 2022 would be the year that they would, uh, pull the trigger on another UK pay preview. And, and that makes sense because if you notice, they, they kept SummerSlam on the East Coast. Uh, for the most, like, since they left L.A., it's been Brooklyn, 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 like, for three, four years straight, and then you get Boston, and was it Toronto this year, too, or this past year? So, it's easier to sell it, okay, we're going to go across the pond, because schedule-wise, they could, they could do that. Uh, as far as WrestleMania, they have those things bidded way ahead of time, like, just like the news came out that it's coming to LA next year, so right. that that tells you, you know what I mean? Like the 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 work to put in to to get it going for next year, it, it starts to me honestly the moment they get ready for this year. I mean, technically, I would say it's a what year long process. So, and they get all like all these cities to build. So to me. The city bidding or put giving them good tax incentives to stay. And we are being joined so. by Scooter Dust. We were talking. Oh, what's up, Scooter? What's up, Rico? How was your Valentine's Day? Did the wifey be happy? I'm like, uh, like my wife. Well, yeah. Well, I sent her you know, ten pounds of candy and an infinity necklace. Oh, you better than me, man. I took a, I took my wife to this dumpling spot in New York, or not that, not New York, Jesus, in, in San Diego. I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I took her to this dumpling spot, and it it reminds us of New York because we went to a dumpling spot in Brooklyn. And that shit was so fire. <laughs> and I just been stuck ever since. Okay, buddy. So, Scooter, we're talking about the possibility of uh, the UK getting a one of the big four paid previews, uh, possibly in yeah. 2022. Uh, it'll never happen. And never. Really? That? It will. It will never. It will never happen anymore. Uh, the, 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 the time difference for it to air live in, in America means they would have to go on at midnight in the UK. Oh, good point. That's another thing, too. And, and if you remember, that SummerSlam was hell long when they had it with me. It was about eight, nine hours long. Plus, it was, plus it, was, it was taped two days before. Okay. Really? Yep. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was taped. I did not know that. That but... SummerSlam aired, it was taped two days before my birthday and aired on my birthday. Oh, wow, that's cool. Um, 
But kind of, doesn't the WWE Network eliminate that uh, that issue? Because I mean, we have a pay preview coming up uh, on Thursday that's gonna take place at nine nine a.m. my time. Yeah, yeah, but it's taking place at seven p.m. their time, which means it, as long as it can air before. As long as it can air at a reasonable time, what, at whatever time zone they're in, then it'll it'll air. Like it'll be seven p.m. there when it right. gets, when it goes on the air. I th- I think what we have to be more concerned with is the pot is losing pay per views to ESPN Plus. See, to me, that I thought about that, and I was sitting there like talking about it and and to me I would think that that would just be a North America thing only right because ESPN plus they only run because like they want to deal similar to like the UFC Um, the one thing the UFC has is though is that their network is an international audience so they're basically running the US they're running their pay-per-views after the fact because there's no way or there there's no way that I think that the ESPN deal would affect only the North American market, which is America, pretty much, because it's not really going to affect Canada, for sure, or the UK, or anything else. It's just going to be more of a... I mean, plus, UFC's content is different every time. That's why you can justify paying 65 bucks for a pay-per-view with them, because it's different every time. Honestly, what I think they should do is they should do something more akin to the WWE network and uh, expand Fight Pass and and you know dedicate more like individual you know shows to each of their weight divisions. That yeah, that that makes sense. But I I think because but yeah, I would say the only reason that they would have had to deal with uh with uh, ESPN is that is if the U- UFC or ESPN rather would put in a hell of a lot of money. And to me, I personally, I think it's a business risk to do that because think about it. That network's been out for, what, six years, give or take? Hell, the anniversary's coming up soon. Um, so you would grain these people with the $9.99 every month. $9.99, $9.99, $9.99, $9.99. think that's going to cause a hell of a churn for people because – they're already paying ten bucks a month for the for the subscription. Why the hell would I take my ten bucks? Why would I add another four dollars and then have to pay for a pay per view? Now, if they do it as in now, if ESPN does something like to where it charges the that the pay per views are included in the monthly subscription of four ninety nine, I think that would be a great selling point. Uh, because of the simple fact that ESPN is just trying to big up their subscription numbers, you see what I'm saying, to, to offset that cost that they just gave the UFC. Because the UFC is only really running, I'd say, the, the bigger pay-per-views, like the UFC 230s and 240s, once a month. And, and they'll probably run, like, one UFC fight night, which is basically, like, what they, use, what they throw on ESPN and Fox or whatever the case may be. So... I I I'm curious to see how it would play. You see what I'm saying? 
if if they include it. Because if they include it, to me, that's a fucking steal. Because you're basically cutting the price in half. Now, what WWE could do to offset that is go because they're gonna have the because even though they're given the rights to stream it, they still own the rights. So they could do something where it's like, okay, since you don't want to watch it live on ESPN, we could have a replay on our network to try to retain some of those people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it's, so, or a simulcast type situation. So it. I think it would work better if it's a simulcast situation where the pay-per-view is airing on WWE Network and ESPN so you can expand the audience rather than trying to make the consumer choose. That's an interesting idea of essentially almost combining or or rather giving ESPN Plus uh, customers access to the WWE Network and w- working out some sort of like, like, like renting the WWE content library, all right. Uh, what I what I also thought was maybe what they do is they they do the they do not the big four but only the big two on ESPN Plus. You do WrestleMania and you do SummerSlam on on. That- on because people will, people will pay for WrestleMania. People will pay for WrestleMania. Yeah, people will pay for WrestleMania. Oh, there's people still pay for WrestleMania. So I get your point. Um, but to me, I, I, yeah, I would say do a WrestleMania with with a with a SummerSlam. Uh, do a simulcast stream because to keep in mind, like. The, the ESPN didn't start really covering wrestling and like literally writing articles and storylines or doing articles for it up until what, like two, two three years ago. So it, it kind of gets them in the bed to be exclusive to WWE and to keep from writing about because as much as they write about WWE, they were also writing about Ring of Honor, they were writing about um, New Japan a little bit. They were doing a little AEW. So they were kind of all over the place with their with their journalism. So they're trying to probably set that deal up to keep the journalism just WWE-centric. In a sense. So, I mean, that, that could be a, something that was a factor. One thing they should be covering, uh, or maybe not covering, is the NWA Circle Square debuted uh, this Tuesday, well, last Tuesday, on YouTube. Uh, did you guys catch it? I caught, I caught it. Um, it was a little different because I was so used to power, and you know, and 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 they were just getting good with the whole Ricky Morton and yeah, but hey, it's a little break. To, and that's kind of like their tough enough, in a sense, to me. That's what it seemed like to me. I agree Except that they're actually taking wrestlers and letting them wrestle. And, I feel you know. like they but uh, what they did with like the, the other podcasters and YouTubers, I freaking hated it. <laughs> What was it? Was was PewDiePie on NWA? I'm close to it. <laughs> it's it just like uh, uh, it was exactly like that. Where you 
well, some type of game podcast or comments on the wrestlers and the match that they had in their promos. I mean, if you're... Son of a... Uh-huh. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> They're stealing my fucking ideas! I mean, if you're into that kind of... Uh-oh. If you're into that kind of stuff, it's great, but uh, <laughs> for your uh, your casual viewer, uh, it was a bit of a miss for me. I mean, they're, they're expanding the audience. They're trying to, because they already know the YouTube generation. They're just trying to get, like, a younger audience. And, and I wouldn't blame them for it. I mean, that's just, that's just how it goes. I mean, they got they're taking us out the box, and to me, they're 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 out of all the wrestling, their shit is the, like the easiest watch. So why not? Oh, we uh, talk. We'll talk uh, a little bit later about uh, WWE Super Showdown. Uh, we uh, the Wednesday Night Wars, but right now we are wrestling oh. with. Baby, what are you NXT TakeOver Part 1. Uh, me and Scooter actually covered this on the remix. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I thought it was, an, it was a good show, but Kaliko, what were your thoughts on the show as a whole? Uh, to be honest, there's never been a bad TakeOver. Like, even like the ones that are like, meh, you still like but you still like certain matches and what they did. And to me, like, as much as everyone wants to harp at it, there's no way that they're pay-per-view touching takeovers because they give them ample time to tell the story, to explain what's going on. And to me, the takeovers are probably the, one of the best things about WWE. Because it's just straight up wrestling, it's straight up stories. Um, it's always a surprise, uh, just straight to the wrestling, and and it just shows you like the consistency that NXT has. Because th- think of one NXT where you came out think going, "Oh my god, it fucking sucked." That's true. What about, what about you, Scooter? What were your thoughts on the show? Uh, I thought it was a great show from top to bottom. Absolutely. Uh, it, it was fun. It was... It, it, was, just, it was just an overall great show. I I agree with you, Daryl. Totally agree. Yeah. And that being said, which was your favorite match on this card? Um, uh, Pete Dunne and the uh, Matt Riddle against the Brizwitz. Would that have anything to do with? uh, Oh yeah, that was a really good. With the multiple uh, blunt jokes and joint jokes. And you know, how many fists can Bobby Fist fist if Bobby Fist could fight fish? Could fight fish. Yep. <laughs> what about you, Kaliko? You know what? I just saw something on the internet where it said 
before I say that, I saw something on the internet where it was like Matt Riddle's like how many McGriddles can Matt Riddle griddle if McGriddle could griddle McGriddles? It's like it's taking over. Like it, no matter what, meme worthy. Uh, but to me, I love that tag. The tag match was really good. To me, the match of the evening was the Balor Gargano match because I swear that it felt like a double turn. I, it totally felt like a double turn. Like <laughs> I don't know what Finn does. He has like like Finn to me is kind of like a male Becky Lynch, not in the way of like the wrestling style, but in the way that they have a they have a fucking cult following that is just gonna ride with them till the fucking wheels fall off. And Gargano walked into that bitch as a face, and he left that fucking match as a that tells you like the loyalty that they have to Finn Balor, like people like Finn Balor and Becky Lynch. Like they see these people are people getting fucked over, and they are like, "No, we going we gonna push these motherfuckers to because they are our people." But that I just find it funny to... that like they yeah. have that type of dynamic. Doesn't that have to do in part of Finn Balor being bullet, the originator of Bullet Club, somewhat? Uh, not really, because if that was the case, Gallows and Anderson would be a lot better. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just yeah. those two people. Like, Balor and Lynch is that like, is it's just point. like, they are not taking no shit from nobody about either one of those people. One thing uh, we all talked so about, that, I mean, in the past was Dakota Kai needing to be Tegan Max in the street fight. She did, but do we think that this was the victory that solidified her heel run so far? Scooter? Uh, probably not, just due to the fact that we had, uh, what's her name? Raquel Gonzalez. Interfering. You think that took the sign off of the Dakota uh, win? Yeah. Do you agree, Kalika? Really? I kind of disagree, and the only reason I disagree is because they should have had fucking Tegan Knox on the chase the whole way around. Like, Tegan Knox should have lost the match that they had, like, two weeks prior. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it, it should have been a, a kind of case, because to me, it would have been more impactful to see Tegan go me, I couldn't So it, that's to me where the disconnect was. Because if if they had a had Dakota win by cheating, then had Raquel come out and do it, and then if Dakota and if uh, Tegan wins the steel cage match, that makes sense because she finally got the the hump, you know, got over the hump. But right. by her beating her in the in the to me, all the luster out of it. Because it's uh, this the cage match is essentially a rubble match at this point. 
Right. Like, yeah, there's there's nothing in me that's invested in going, oh, my God, I can't see, wait to see Tegan Knox beat her because I already seen her beat her and had fucking Candice LeRae come in and help. So it, you see what I'm saying? That's an like, it, it almost like, kind of like they did it backwards. No, stop that. You're absolutely right about that. that. Um, major news coming out of this month, uh, this show was that uh, Rhea Ripley's going to WrestleMania. She's wrestling for for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, my thoughts about it is Rhea's getting the push at Mania. Where does that leave Adam Cole? Uh, honestly, honestly, they need to push that women's division. The women's division is what they're trying to put on the forefront because the men's division, it's sad. It's got a who's who of of people that you know people may know, but the women's division. I mean, to be quite honest, in NXT, it's it's Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. And a bunch of green women. So, so, <laughs> so it, it made sense for Rhea to, to push it. And it makes the NXT women's title more important. So when someone who is in NXT ready to get the belt, you know, it, it actually has a lot more significance to me. What about you, Scooter? What are your thoughts on it? Um, I mean, we, I, we, I, we called. The, I mean, I called the the fact that Rhea Ripley was uh was going to wrestle Solid Flow. Yeah, and. And I mean, and, and I mean, oh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, speechless. <I'm>, <laughs> like I'm, I'm accustomed to the long pauses. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I was surprised to see Charlotte, you know, actually show up at TakeOver. But, I mean, other than that, I, I'm i not happy with the fact that Bianca seems to be getting involved in this. And if it ends up being a triple threat match, I think it's, it's just going to take away from that fact. Because, I mean, okay, oh. let let... Let Bianca and Charlotte have it out at Takeover, but do not do not put Bianca on Mania. I think that's. I, I don't see Bianca. I just see Bianca as the roadblock. Like I see Bianca as like that. That person is like not in my mother. Like it has to go disrespect me. To me, it, to me, it's all about the respect to her at this point. Like I don't see it. Her being in the title picture, because if she was 
gonna have the belt. Hell, she had like at least two to three chances to win the bitch already, so she would have been won it. Uh, I just think that she's just like something to get eyeballs onto the NXT product, and and this tells a lot about Charlotte that like Becky kind of surpassed her, you know, because it, it's it's kind of crazy to think that. Plus, people are probably already t- tired of Charlotte. Becky in that, that Raw SmackDown that Women's the SmackDown Women Champion and she's up there. I mean, if it was yeah, but her her turning heel, I, I think like prime example last week when she fought Carmella, I think that was the first time that she was actually comfortable being a heel where she's not. Talking shit about the city or telling the people that they suck. Does that make sense? Like, it, it felt awkward for a minute. You know what I mean? It, it felt hella awkward her being healed. But now she's trying to get into the to the rhythm of it. And to me, Bailey's gonna end up with if if my money's on it, it's gonna be Naomi. because uh, everything is in my spidey senses is pointing to Naomi. But I but, mean, if she's done being a flipper. Hey, man, that afro's nice. I love. I wish I had a fro like that. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 yeah, it, it just shows you that like they're trying to build that that women's roster to where they got a group of women that can take over at any time, just like the men. Because the men are set, like Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, uh, Velveteen Dream. So it, it, there's a there's a stepping order there, but there's a precipitous drop off in the women's division for NXT between Rhea, Bianca, and, and it just, whoosh, especially with Shayna Baszler pushing up the Raw. So it really left a hole there. Um, but to me, B- Belair is just a stepping stone. They're probably having a match before Mania. Charlotte goes over to look strong, and then it goes straight from there. Right. Personally, that's what I think. And the last little uh, bit of news, um, uh, Johnny Gargano turned heel on Tommaso Ciampa in the main event. Uh, I mean, nobody really didn't see it coming. I mean, how many times did Ciampa screw Gargano? Uh, true, but to me, I, I just saw like I think that that Valor match would kind of pushed it that way because I mean yeah they may have planned it, but but that but the but the fact that they were booing Gargano who's basically been like the if there's a Mount Rushmore NXT he's definitely on that bitch and for them to fucking boo him over Finn Balor who's been basically healing it up the whole time that tells you like it, it, it tells you where where they want what the crowd was feeling about them tells you how the crowd felt about Valor so it, it just happened to lightning struck twice what do you think Scoop? I mean, you also have to remember that Champa when Champa you know like screwed Gargano it wasn't in the NXT title picture they had matches for the NXT title that Ciampa ended up winning. But, and again, 
it was Gargano that helped Ciampa win the title in the first place. So you got to think yep. maybe with the Alistair Black. maybe Gargano yep. is trying to make up for that mistake. But it also there honestly I don't think there there was any reason for Gargano to do it storyline wise. We saw Ciampa come out when Gargano won it and celebrate with him. Yeah, that's the only thing I, that threw me off. But to me, I feel like Gargano's in that place where he doesn't want to move up to the ro- main roster. He's in a position – he doesn't want to move up to the main roster. He basically done it all in NXT. So what else is there for him to do except for feud around and get in other people's ways? I mean – So that's – that. That's the the, the 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 position that Gargano. Him trying to him just existing to just fuck shit up, basically, because no, no, he no, can. No. This is the reason why they're yeah. doing. I mean, the reason that they're doing Gargano and Champa once more. Where was we one year ago this time? Johnny Gargano versus Champa for the NXT Championship. The one last time match that never happened because Champa got injured. They swerved it to Adam Cole and essentially Adam Cole took Champa's place in that match. Now, one year later, you could just tell that they're swerving back in the direction that they were going in and telling that story over again from one year prior. That's what I think anyway. So you're saying the pe- so the pendulum is swinging back to where... So basically it's a reset to back where they were in the first place. Yes. But we've had so many Chompa Gargano matches that... It's it's really hard to imagine what's left for them to do. Unlo- uh, Pretty much. Unless the only two things I can think of is a loser leaves NXT match or an Iron Man match. Um, I think it would... You, that's a good idea. I think it would be a loser leaves NXT match because I cannot see... Like... <sighs> When Gargano became like the first Triple Crown champion, that's what it was like, bro. You gotta go. Like it's <laughs> it's time to go because you did it all. Like literally, you checked all the boxes. There's nothing else for him to prove. So you might be onto something, Scooter, with the with the in the loser leaves NXT because even when he uh, Champa was on NXT this past week, he said, "I have to get rid of Gargano." So that's hinting it. That it could be that loser leaves NXT, even though Gargano's like, I'm not leaving NXT. <laughs> it, they could pull up John Cena and it's leave WWE for one week and then come back next week. I mean, they're, they're oh, with his tickets? Yeah, WWE's usually good at getting Cena uh, around shit like that. That being said, uh, we will cover all of that when it happens. But that will conclude our coverage of NXT Portland. Uh, And we will now be wrestling with... 
the Wednesday Night Wars this week. Whatever that week may be. 88. Point um, seven. .7, exactly. Uh, let's start with the big loser this week, AEW. Um, you know, usually I throw it to one of, one of you guys, uh, but I have a, a strong opinion this week. They debuted Jeff Cobb and Warlow. Warlow has been on their TV for months now. They've been promoting him as a monster. They've been building him up. And then what do they do? Instead of making a star out of him, they job him out. The other part of that, Jeff Cobb makes his debut, who we've only seen once on only a video package of him, essentially. If and you, they job him out. And they job him out. Exactly. I, 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 I actually watched the match, the Moxley Cobb match. And and yeah, I did too. I, I gotta say, I was, I, I was kind of disappointed. Like it was, it was, just, it was, it was a match. First, yeah, you don't, you don't debut a guy who's supposed to be this monster on the indies, and you don't put him up against the guy who's competing in the main event on your pay per view. Like that, like it, it's the same mistake. The the WWE made when they had when they had the Big Show wrestling Steve Austin mere weeks after he debuted on Monday Night Raw and he jobbed clean. Right. Uh, it it did nothing to help Cobb. It didn't seal Cobb as a monster member of the inner circle. Because that's technically supposed to be Jake Hager. And we've yet to see Jake Hager in the ring yet. So, uh, that's still a possibility. But, they got two weeks. Well, they got a week. So, yeah. it has to be Jake Hager this week. Shit. I mean, <laughs> I mean they're, they're having a freaking pay-per-view on a freaking leap year, so. Hey, that's my birthday. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't diss the leap year. You can diss the wrestling. Don't diss my birthday. <laughs> oh, they're on the 28th. No, now I'm a leap year, baby. 29th. It's 29th. Saturday. Oh. That's mm -hmm. interesting. But, you know, Jeff Cobb has, you know, I can make the excuse for Jeff Cobb that he's still pretty green, he's still inexperienced, um, you know, he's not ready to be in there with, uh, with a guy like John Moxley, uh, and look good, but Warlow, I mean, essentially in that match, he looked pretty good. Do you, sir, agree, disagree, or your thoughts on that? I actually I did not watch the uh, the steel cage match. Okay. 
I mean, it was hard to watch it because they had a commercial, and by the time I came back, somebody got busted open. I'm like, what the fuck happened? So, <laughs> so to me, that that was one thing. If you're gonna like, it's funny they do that little picture and picture for the commercial break of all times that you would want to do it. It would be your fucking main event. <laughs> that did not happen. Uh, Warlow, I I could see why he lost because to me, I think in the end, he's just a pawn that's going to be a player in getting MJF to win at Revolution because to me, Cody then had three hell of a week where he ended up either look and I, I agree Excuse me. Still, but you know say if, uh, just tell me if I'm wrong here could the Jeff Cobb and John Moxley match benefited from a disqualification end that yeah that because you lost yeah, I would, pro- I would probably say... But if that's the case, then the Wardlow... So if that's the case, the Wardlow-Cody match would have benefited From- if the winner left the cage. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Which they... <laughs> I mean, I get, I get them trying to, like, because- evoke the old WCW-style cage matches where it wasn't the point wasn't to escape, but they didn't have a roof on it, so... It I didn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, what's the point with no roof? The, it just seems like matches in AEW never end by disqualification or countout, and I think that's a really ha- that's a big handicap that they're working with. What's well, your- I mean. It, it, bros I mean, and and Kenny shitting on the rest because they were like, oh yeah, it's supposed to be a ten break or a ten count, bro. They out there like beating each other's asses for like two minutes, and the rest just chilling like, oh, you know, fuck it. What was that you- was more like shocking to me. What was you saying, Scooter? Uh. Yeah, it is. It is supposed to be like a twenty count. No, there are ten count on AEW. No, I remember they said a ten count. They said ten count. Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. No, because I'm sorry. Store- that's, a, that's a ten count for tag teams. Yeah. Either yeah, way- you know when the tag teams do the double moves. Either way. AEW, they had two guys that could essentially have been stars. They could have made two stars on AEW this week, and I think they just uh, shit the bed this week. Um, that being said, this was your seventh match on AEW <laughs> this week. They shit the bed, that being said. Uh... <laughs> I like that phrase. <laughs> that makes sense. What happened? Scooter? Um. Oh, God. Ooh, uh, 
You know, I don't know if they if either show had a favorite match. I mean, Roderick Strong Velveteen Dream was so friggin' sloppy. It was cringeworthy. Hmm. I I agree with you, Dale. Both shows this week, in my opinion, got F minuses. They were both really bad. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I can see the difference that I can say. And this is what I was telling people. Like, I always argue with people. I don't know why, but, <laughs> but for better or for worse, I always say this. For better or for worse, whether it's a good show or a bad show, NXT constantly is consistent. They're consistently trying to move within the parameters of a storyline. Whether the decisions were good or whether the decisions were bad, they're trying to be like they're showing continuity with the storyline to make it built. To me, AEW is fucking helter skelter sometimes, and 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 that's where my issue is because it's like they do shit where they say it should matter, then it don't matter, and the refs get shit on, and then. They're like, okay, I'm thinking Moxley's going through the inner circle. Okay, he's going to go through a couple members. And all of a sudden, this motherfucker comes out the blue. I mean, that would have been a good pay-per-view if if Cop came at Revolution. To me, because that makes people... Because you're they're giving away the farm for free. They're basically killing themselves every week trying to make it so entertaining to me, when it gets to the pay-per-view, I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do to top the, all the shit that you've been doing the last couple of weeks? Right. You know, you can only get impressed by so many 450s. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and, and that's where it's like the move aspect, yeah, it's good. Don't get me wrong. But from the story aspect, it's not there yet. So we could all agree that NXT and AEW were both the big losers this week on um, in the Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah. Yeah, because they lost to the singer the robot from Mass Singer. And I know that's like the first episode when Lil Wayne was there, but as long as the Mass Singer's there, man, that's like a cultural phenomenon right now. That will conclude our coverage of NXT and AEW, the Wednesday Night Wars. And now we are wrestling with AEW Revolution pre- uh, review. No, preview. I got there. Um, it takes place on the 29th of February. And your main event is Chris Jericho versus John Moxley. Who wins the match, Scooter? I mean, hopefully, it's hopefully. They actually do it. They actually pull a title change, and Mox goes over. But I, I don't feel, I don't feel like. I think they're gonna stretch it out. I don't think it's gonna be where Moxley has gone through every member of the inner circle, but Jericho can, you know, lord over him the fact that he didn't beat him, and that he's never beaten him in the EW. I was just gonna say an AEW. Um, what's your Kaliko? I was just about to say, aren't we all losers? Because 
The same people that were shitting on AEW, uh, Chris Jericho versus Moxley in WWE are now all of a sudden super stoked for this fucking match. Go figure how that works. We are all hypocrites for that. Uh, uh, with that being said, <laughs> I'm good. And they shit the bed. They shit the bed. With that being said, they shit the bed and Jericho with because he's the only mainstream star that they have that is like, I mean, don't get me wrong, Dean Ambrose. I mean, Mox is a, a is a star, but the name change, no one's gonna know. I mean, everybody's gonna be like, who the fuck is that? Like, oh, why is Dean Ambrose there? Uh Chris Jericho's the only person who can fucking be household name-ish at this point. So it's Chris Jericho and a bunch of uh, people that wrestling fans know, but not casual fans, and that's where hey, that's I where the disconnect will be. I agree. That's why I'm going with Chris Jericho as well. Uh, AEW Tag Team Championship match: Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks. Scooter. Um. I. Uh... I wanted to. I want to say that it's gonna be the uh, the Bucks. For some reason, I feel like they're gonna. You feel that they're going to? I, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're gonna keep the things on. On Omega, on Omega and yeah. Hangman. Yeah. I kind of had the f- same feeling. I think they want to drag this out a little bit longer, right? Yeah. I think they're dragging out the fact that Omega has to choose between his be- his best friends or being a champion. And I, 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 th- I think that's the distinction that they're drawing. I think that he's the guy in the middle. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what decisions he makes. Um, to me, I think I'm, I, I agree with you guys. I think Hangman and Kenny are going to win. I think it's going to either be that or a no contest because I can't see that's not happening. This, yeah, you see what I'm saying? I can't see like a definitive winner in this because it, everything's been pointing towards Hangman like telling them to fuck off and Kenny's like, no, nah, I can't leave him alone because they're my fucking friends. So it's it's that typical relationship where your girl goes, it's between me and your boys. And, <laughs> and, and that boy better choose wisely. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Cody versus MJF. Who wins, Scooter? Uh, Cody by a mile. Coleco? MJF, because all this hell he went through and fucking MJF had like at least two, three weeks of rest and they like, he got fucked up. I don't know who's going to win, but Cody's probably going to bleed. I I bet good money on that. Oh, yeah. You know that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hagel. Um. Hmm. Uh, 
I'm gonna go with Hager simply because it's his uh it's it's really his uh debut. Yeah. I mean they've been building this map since what? Uh November? Forever. Yeah. <laughs> so Forever. they've been if it's anything less than a squash match in Hago's favor, I'd be disappointed, honestly. Um, yeah, Hager has to win, right? Like, they can't pull a Jeff Cobb twice. <laughs> or could they? You times. never know. With these. Three times. Three times. Three times. Three times. Three yeah. times. Don't forget our friend Rolo. <laughs> Good point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it would have to be Hager, right? Because Dustin's not – I mean, what does Dustin gain from it? Right. This is a dark, dark horse match. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, it's not a dark. It's gonna be. It's gonna be Darby. The pop that he got coming back. I mean, I will say that like they they did a good job of establishing Darby, but they got a ways to go. I mean. To make him his own name. What say you, Scooter? Um. Hmm. Uh. Oh, yeah, I'm going with Darby. Hey. My man. Honestly, yeah. I can. I can tell you either way. I could say that they go the way of Sammy Guevara to give him that first paid preview win, uh, or they could give Darby Allen the revenge he's been seeking um, and just kind of kill the rivalry now. I mean, they, they're making Allen out to be... Uh... You know, to, I mean, with the return they gave, you know, they gave him on, you know, on Dynamite. They're turning yeah. into, yeah, they're, they, they, they're trying to do something with him and putting him, you know, having him go over the, you know, the lapdog of the inner circle is the right way to go. Yeah. I can understand that. Especially considering that. Sammy was the one who kind of took him out in the first place. So, and we will have all those results plus more in two weeks uh, because that uh, AEW Revolution is on a Saturday. Obviously, we will not be watching it before we do the show. So, in two weeks, but next next week we will be reviewing. What we'll be previewing right now. And we are wrestling with WWE <laughs> Super Showdown. Uh, another South Arabia clusterfuck. And your first match out is Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy versus the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team Championships. What say you, Scootle? Uh yeah, that's gonna be 
Murphy and Rollins. Uh, I mean, give Murphy his first name back, damn it. Buddy? Yeah, all right. I, I see your point. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, the Street Profits were placed into this, like, at the, the last minute, it seems. Uh, like, just because it, it appears that Joe and Owens won't be at the show. Right. So, this is your, this is your typical tag team title defense. Right up here, baby. You can do it on the table. What'd you say, Coleco? I'm gonna say that I'm set because I I see Seth going against Kevin Owens at at Mania, and, and if they're not gonna do anything with this in between that, I I think it could be an upset. Kevin Owens costs them the titles, and that's what starts the build. Um, I don't agree with Scooter on this one. I don't see that. I feel y'all. I, I can't say I'm not thinking outside the box. <laughs> uh, next match: The New Day versus The Miz and John Morrison for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Scooter. Ugh. You know, quite honestly. I never thought I never thought I'd care less about a match involving three of these men, and I am I am so uninvested in this tag title match that I honestly I honestly don't care. They have <laughs> they're fucking off. They 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 have screwed up Morrison's. Uh, return. return by continuing to keep him with the Miz. What they should have done is have him team, you know, you know, fake being with the Miz, and then have Morrison turn on him. Like, and then you get you get your face Miz back. You get Morrison to to be the heel we know oh, no. to be an impact. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. We can hear you. Can you not hear yourself? Hello. Uh -oh. If you hear me. He's fat! Hello? 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 There we go. Bloody Bluetooth. I'm going New Day. Just because <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, Kofi's one of their bigger stars that they push on the posters. So it would make sense. I'm going home. <laughs> Touche, sir. Touche. <laughs> I'm going with the Miz and Morrison. So we got one New Day, we got one Miz and Morrison, and we have one I don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah, and by the way, uh, we can now confirm that it will now be in in the first women's championship match ever in Saudi Arabia. Bailey will be defending against Naomi. What's the Wait, against who? Naomi. Naomi. Oh shit! That goes my WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck! Leave it to know to fuck me over on my prediction. 
Who wins the match, Kaliko? <sighs> no contest. <laughs> I think as soon as they take the, I think as soon as they take their hair down, it's a wrap. <laughs> like, like, fuck this. <laughs> Get the fuck out. I mean, I mean, other than if that happens, they're gonna be stoned to death. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo. Naomi can't pop out with that fro over there, boy. You better, she better, she better listen to her inner instincts, man. Try to get home, but get that plane ride home, fam. Lucia <laughs> has to drive home. Oh shit, she ain't driving her ass. <laughs> get her ass on that plane, fam. Make the plane. That's that. That's her. That's her job. Make the plane. She's actually going to try and build a plane. Oh, my God. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they, just to make history, they had Naomi do it. Although, Although, you do have to consider the fact that Saudi Arabia has a little bit of a beef with Naomi. Uh, remember going back to the first Saudi Arabia event, they had a promo play that featured Naomi quite a bit, and a lot of, uh, a lot of the Saudi Arabian, uh, guys were, were, were offended. Really? And that was Carmella, not Naomi. No, that was Naomi. Really? That was Naomi. I don't know about being Carmella. It, it had what? the it, it was the it was the feel the glow thing. Okay. It was it was it was right at the end of the show, and uh, they. So, I don't know if this is to maybe get Naomi, you know, back in the uh, the graces of them. Uh, but there, there's gonna be, there's gonna be a definite finish. There's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna be clean. They're not gonna do, uh, any sort of no contest. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if, for history, they pull off, they just, uh, put it on Naomi. Hmm? Because you had, you have Elimination Chamber, you know, on the 8th, so... Oh yeah, that's right. Please tell me that they don't have a fast lane this year. No, no, no fast lane. But they've announced <laughs> they've announced the women's elimination chamber match. So, but that's raw, and that's raw. But they're not going to have a second women's elimination chamber match. But I, I'll take that because at least, I, and the only thing I can say about the Saudi Arabia shit is I'm glad that they got that shit over because that's what screwed San Diego getting WWE fucking payback, and I'm still pissed about that one. So yeah, so 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 fuck that, fuck that. Come on, Coleco, you did not want to see Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin again. They saved you, and you know it. They saved your ass. Bro, you know how long it's been since a pay-per-view hit the streets? I know. It's it, been a long time. Too fucking long. That's... <laughs> All right. Uh, next match, Roman Reigns versus Baron Co- King Corbin in a steel cage match. I mean, Bro, Roman, they drew it. 
It's Wally Coyote versus goddamn Roadrunner. As long as motherfuckers think they can care. Exactly. That's my point. Like, shit. You know, add that shit as long as they can. Roman doesn't have uh, great luck at, uh, in cage matches in Saudi Arabia, so. That is true. So, Kaliko, who wants the match? Corbin, because they got to kind of keep his ass going. You know what's funny? They took that dude, and he was hella over at the King of the Ring, got the King Corbin. Everybody was cool with it. Everybody was cool with him being a heel. And then he stuck with Roman Reigns for eight months, and now everybody like, bro, you stale as fuck. And I'm like, how the fuck is he stale as fuck when he was pretty dope as fuck just a couple months ago? Uh, he was always stale. Yeah. Hey. Like, uh, hey. Like Brett Pudding. Hey. Hey. He wasn't that stale. Motherfuckers was cheering his ass when he won King of the Ring. He was stale. Like- you were stale and moldy toast. <laughs> moldy toast stale. What say you, Scooter? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Reigns and uh, Reigns actually wins, but it turns out they award the match to Corbin. That might actually happen. <laughs> like a repeat of Lesnar? Or right. he's going to be handcuffed and kept out. Uh, I, I can see it. Going with Roman, why, why change the formula, right? Uh, next match. Uh, gauntlet match for the uh, Kuwaiti Trophy. No, Cup. no, no, not the Kuwait. It's the Two Wake. Two Wake. Two Wake. Two Wake. All right. So who wins the it, match, Scooter? Pro- probably it's either AJ or Andrade. What about you, Kaliko? Why should I come out with like Minotaur and he wins that shit? Mantor? Mantor, Minotaur. Mantor's dead. <laughs> no, what's the di- He might come out. The the dude that won the Royal, the Royal uh, Battle Royal the last time. Hey, oh, yeah. oh, oh, Monsoor. He was uh, on the NXT. There you go. He was on the NXT uh, TakeOver pre-show. See, there you go. Monsoor. There you go. Gorilla the Monsoor. Yeah. Monsor, Montor. <laughs> but you gotta believe that um, Saudi Arabia's biggest star isn't gonna make an appearance, right? It's it's Gorilla Mansoor and Bobby the Brain Hanan. Yeah. <laughs> Will you stop it, Hanan? <laughs> <laughs> you have a nigger. You I need think- to stop it, Hanan. It's two for a dollar. <laughs> Unstoppable force meets movable object, yes. Right. Yes, Bray Wyatt, the fiend versus Goldberg. You have reached Dell Tech Support. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to T Mobile. I am in Alabama, sir. Uh, My- <laughs> 
My name is Joe Smith. No, um, uh, Goldberg, very Wyatt, very, um, interesting. Uh, by the way, I apologize to everybody for speaking this into existence. Yes. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> I act no. I actually I spoke it into existence uh, three weeks ago when Goldberg actually made his appearance. Like I was talking about who was go. What were they gonna do with Goldberg? And then like in the last one, I'm like, oh god, they're gonna do Goldberg, Bray Wyatt, aren't they? And then it happened. You bastard. Uh, however, last night on SmackDown. They did something really interesting uh, with Goldberg and Bray Wyatt. So the best they took the best possible route, where Bray Wyatt tried to play mind games. The lights went out in the arena. They came back up. Goldberg was still looking at the screen. Camera still focused on Goldberg, and he goes, "The feed, and you're right behind me." He turns around. There he is. Goldberg spears him, and actually, Bray, Bray actually looks like he's uh, down. He looks at Goldberg. Goldberg looks like he's going to deliver another one. Lights go out. Fiend's gone. And they 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 did the minute they did they delivered the most effect with doing the minimum amount of work. And I mean, that goes without saying when Goldberg's uh, involved, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't see, I don't see Goldberg falling to the mandible claw. And honestly, I don't see him falling to the sister Abigail either. I can't see it. So you're saying Goldberg is going to win this match? I'm. Yeah, I'm saying. Goldberg is... I'm saying Goldberg's gonna win. Okay, then. That's a bold prediction by Scooter Dust. Uh, what's your use, Coleco? I've been flip-flopping on that, too, because it's like... You don't put Goldberg in there just to take the L, right? Like, <laughs> that's my mind. My mind is like... Because I'm looking at it from a business sense. What would make more sense in WrestleMania? The Fiend versus Roman or Spear versus Spear? Uh, yeah, I mean, because the one the <laughs> match I've heard for WrestleMania is Roman and Goldberg. And uh, that's what I'm thinking, too. I've I, I, all- I've also heard that it's going to be Hulk Hogan and Bray Wyatt. Both matches sound like garbage to me. The uh, only way that that could happen is if Hulk Hogan costs Fiend the title. Well, considering they had an interaction last week on SmackDown. <clears throat> but then there's the... then. I'm hearing John Cena and Elias, but then I'm also hearing John Cena and Goldberg, or John Cena and Bray Wyatt for that 17th title reign. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's a, it's a lot of shuffling to do uh, before this. Uh, I, 
I don't think that they bring Goldberg for a one-off, though. I mean, they did it last time. They did it at WrestleMania 32. They did like the last three times. No, 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 I, no. Like a one-off is in like a one-off match. Like he would, he doesn't like the one thing that I noticed. He doesn't come back for just one match. He comes for like a series. Uh, Gold, uh, SummerSlam, Goldberg Ziggler. Goldberg. Yeah, but that was right after. That was uh right after uh right before Goldberg Taker. Remember? So it, it, you see what I'm saying? Like there's a pattern there. Goldberg Taker happened like a month and a half after that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He usually comes back for more than one match. That's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't he doesn't come back, do one match, and then disappears. Usually comes back and do like one match, maybe two matches, two matches at most, and then he'll pop off. Uh so that's where I'm kind of like my mind is saying Goldberg is gonna get this win. Cause because it kind of takes the pressure off the, the main roster to try to beat him. Kind of like how when Brock beat Taker, it took the pressure off the roster having to deal with that WrestleMania streak every year. Um, I could see that happening. I could. You're going I, I could. Going with Goldberg? I, I'm gonna say it. I'm I'm gonna lean Goldberg just because I think Hogan's gonna have either Hogan's gonna have something to do with it because remember he's going in the Hall of Fame this year. So they're yeah. they they usually like try yeah, well, to get someone who's active on the roster in a match. Yeah, well, like, as of la- as of last night, the Bella Twins are going in. So yay! <laughs> Somewhere, Jazz is pissed. Anyway. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so I would say, yeah, I think, I think, I think Goldberg. I'm, I'm gonna take the toss up. I've been unpredictable all night anyway, so I might as well go Goldberg. Done with the theme. Last match: Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet for the WWE Championship. Scooter. Mm. If there's going to be a count out or disqualification, this is going to be it. I disagree and with that. I see I, clean victory in the middle for Brock. I see Drew McIntyre causing Lesnar to lose by a count out. Interesting. What say you, Kaliko? My favorite vegetable, squash. Yes, we're back. <laughs> and it's a fruit, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I'm going to fight that it's a vegetable to the end, squash. You fruit cake. Because <laughs> I've never seen a squash. I've never seen a squash or fruit cake. <laughs> what? is not the vegetable, sir. Squash is vegetable because squash is salad. It is not a fruitcake. <laughs> you are a squash. Okay, I don't think we're going to... Hey, the only thing I squash is squash a pity, sir. I don't think we're going to get much better than that. Um, that will conclude our coverage of WWE Super Showdown. Uh, will you be covering that on the remix, Scooter? Uh, hopefully, if I'm up in time. I'm up at the crack of noon. 
Kraken Noon. <laughs> if you like, oh, this, shit. If, if you like this show, please like, subscribe, comment. If you want to join in the conversation, uh, want to agree with any of us, want to debate our our thoughts on the show, you can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at jamesj993. Where can they find Coleco? I'm Coleco. At me. At me about these, these matches. I hear you. I doubled the... I tripled there, you motherfucker. I doubled <laughs> Ask him about Darby Allen. That'll get him riled up. Yeah, yeah. Talk about Darby Allen and how he's a mainstream star. I'll get in your ass, boy. Oh, uh, and where can they find Scooter Dust? They can find this master debater at Scooter Dust and at UNBS Wrestling. Ooh, I thought you said masturbator. Ooh, that just <laughs> master debater. Oh God. I'm sorry, man. Hennessy and Hypnotic has been all in my system right now. <clears throat> For Coleco Yachts, Scooter Dust, I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling with... Entertainment. Thank you very much for the same time, sir.